This is the EVP Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the EVP Podcast. Yes. We are EVP, which stands for Energies, Visions, and the Paranormal. So we are bringing to you... Our a, first episode. A, a very, very, very first yes. episode of a, a brand new paranormal podcast that will be covering everything from Sasquatch to all sorts of cryptids to aliens yes. to... Skinwalker nuts. Ghosts. All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Uh, we are very experienced paranormal investigators that have been in the game for many years. Yes. Uh, I am Tim, a.k.a. Beaker. I'm Dale. Uh, and I'm Derek, D-V-O. Uh, I know between the three of us, we probably have about 20, 30 years plus of experience in the paranormal yes. field. I know you guys have a lot more than I do. I've been doing this for about seven years. Uh, you guys have been doing this for pretty much your whole life. So I know I know Dell's had stuff going on his whole life. Well, investigating the weird. paranormal, I'd say maybe five years investigating. But just paranormal activity around. But, uh, yeah, my whole, most of my life getting touched when I don't want to get touched. Too bad. <laughs> so I want to touch you. I don't know if that was paranormal or not. We, have, we all grew up around the paranormal. We've all been very excited to research more about the paranormal and and share with you all our stories and our experiences. In the yes. Past. As well as like talk about other topics as well that have to deal with, like I said, cryptids. the paranormal cryptids and, and yeah. stuff like that. So we're Anything supernatural, paranormal... Uh, even, you know, our name, energy, visions, even part of anything holistic as well, too, that we can even talk about. Metaphysical. We're going to touch yeah. on everything. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. And then we'll also kind of share any of our investigations that we might go on. So, we you know, we investigate. So if you know uh, or if you know anyone or yourself has anything, I guess you could say, quote, unquote, haunting happening at your house, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to go investigate. And we'll even talk about that subject here on our show as well. Now, when we do that, though, we won't reveal any names, addresses, or anything like that. We'll keep every everything confidential, except for just some of our findings that we find in people's houses. So, yeah. no one will never know that it's your house we came to, except for the three of us, and and you, uh, if you choose to contact us. But we will keep everything confidential on the hush hush. Yes, we don't give out information. It's gonna be fun. I think you guys are really like this show. It's gonna be a fun show with fun guys and me. <laughs> <laughs> The Bugo Boys and the Wild Ginger. Yes, the Bugo Boys and the Wild Ginger. Yes. <laughs> that was one of the working names for uh, the podcast, but we decided that EVP Podcast was a much better name. I like that name. It's a good name. And also, in case you don't know, EVP is a very popular acronym for Electronic Voice Phenomena, which people use as, uh, how would you describe it, just recordings of spirits? It's, it's, a, way for, it's a way for the everyday person to hear spirits uh talk it's it's not something that we normally hear very often like sometimes you might hear a disembodied voice but the whole the idea behind a evp or electronic voice phenomenon like you said is you set up a, a recorder usually use a digital recorder because that's what's available nowadays um, or you can even use the recorder on your phone and you just record yourselves during the investigation talking to the spirits and every now and then you'll have a spirit that you can actually hear talking back or responding to your yeah. questions. And they do have it classified in three different classes. There's class A, B, and C, with A being the best, like crystal clear audio. Uh, you can understand clearly what they said. Uh -huh. uh, B would be slightly less clear. You can hear that they're saying something. You might be able to make out most of the words, maybe not all of it. And then C is like you could definitely hear that there was a voice, but you can't make it out or what it said. So it's, it's going to be fun. And all the evidence we're going to bring to the table is going to be awesome, too. You guys are going to like. So we, what do we want to talk about first? First episode, what do we want to get into? Did well, the intro? Yeah, let's just uh, introduce more of ourselves, I guess. Get more in-depth. I guess, so I'll start with myself. Uh, I grew up Hi, with... Hi, I'm Dale. Hi, guys, I'm Dale. How's my radio voice? <laughs> That's not okay. Don't worry, he's been an alcoholic for not, most of his life. So... Not really. Um... I've been, I grew up having weird stuff happen to me, um, not really knowing how to deal with it and stuff, but growing up and having it happen again, um, there's more outlets, there's paranormal shows, that's how I met Tim and then um, kind of started ghost hunting and then we fell in love. That was actually <laughs> funny because I was like, I had joined a paranormal team before this one. Uh, 
that I kind of helped shape and, and lead and, and and we joined that one. Uh, well, there was a there was a guy at work that knew that I was really into the paranormal that I did paranormal investigations and he's like, oh, have you met this guy? Have you met Dell? He's really into that stuff too. And it was probably like the next day we worked together. Yeah, uh, just in different areas. We didn't even know each other before that. Would you? Did you guys even see each other or recognize each other in the no. hallways? No, no, because no, we no. worked like different shifts. We worked okay. different shifts. Like he was leaving when I got there. Okay, and we worked in different apartments, so we never saw each other. Got it. But he happened to just catch me in the hall one day because when someone describes me as, you know, the tall bearded ginger guy, <laughs> I'm I'm easy to spot in the hallway once you have that description. Mm-hmm. For now. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll show you on the next episode what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, the mutual co-worker introduced us, and I'm like, you know, I met Dell and, and Derek, and we went on a couple of investigations together. I'm like, you know what, why didn't you guys come and join my team? And then we all decided to leave that team and start our own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Took years. I mean, it was years. <laughs> and so me and me and Dale are, are, are brothers, and we were, um, we ended up, Circumstances happen, and we end up back at our parents' house together. And Life happened. We were you know, watch roommates. Yeah, I guess we were roommates. Yeah, again. <laughs> and we were watching. We, you know, we're, we've always been into the paranormal shows, and we were watching some of the shows. And we just thought, why don't we just go start investigating? Like we could, we could do this. And so that's what we did. We just started buying equipment. Doing our own thing. We started doing our own thing. We just started going to cemeteries first. Oh, remember? Oh. Let's just yeah. The the first thing that we got at a cemetery that was the coolest thing was that. Uh, oh, so we'll start going back around. Don't, okay, don't let me forget. All right. And so we so anyway we just started doing our own investigations. We started just breaking into places and and investigating. And then I guess I guess you Dale were just kind of talking to people at work, telling hey guess what I'm starting to do just for fun. I guess is that what happened. Yeah. And then someone said, well, oh. I was kind of telling people about some of the weird experiences. Oh, I was having. okay. And then I was like talking about how you and I were getting into shit because I was having these experiences again yeah. and I'm like let's do some shit let's do something about it yeah then, then that's when they said oh you know who you should talk to yeah <laughs> there's a guy here he has business cards and shit I'm like oh he's super serial about this shit huh alright he's it's somebody I need to talk to <laughs> and so that and then now now we're just one big happy family here <laughs> so what were we gonna say you were gonna save some oh. of our like early yeah one of our first like like messing with equipment uh-huh. um i purchased this one fm sweeper app okay. and it's like just sweeping stations you know like a spirit box would and uh it's just skimming through so fast that you cannot make words out of it and then we finally got uh something that actually came so like through. sweeping things like what would you guys guess like in one second how many stations it is it probably in one second yeah probably five so we're like five so it's like It'd be hard to like talk. Yeah, to right? say a word to get the same voice over five stations. Yeah. So uh, if you have something like the SB seven spirit box, it just it just scans through FM or AM frequencies. Uh-huh. And basically at what that does is creating speed. at a really fast speed, like you said, about five or six channels per second. And what that does is create white noise. The, the uh-huh. theory behind that is spirits can tap into that white noise and they can talk to you through that white noise. Right. And if you notice, whenever you do change a station, it's always like a, there's the the sound of the station coming in, like takes a, a little bit of time to kind of get the full volume and then it kind of goes away when you change the station. So when you get something over those, all those stations and it's the same voice at the same frequency the whole time, it's pretty substantial. Yeah. So I remember we got the first voice come through on that at the one cemetery Copperton? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what I thought you were going with it. Okay. And um, that was pretty cool. Do you remember what it said? No, because we couldn't get the word out of it, but it was like two or three syllables. Yeah. But it was a woman's voice, and it was like two or three syllables. But we did, didn't we have an app, like a phone app, that also picked up words? Yes. And didn't it tap into some words that popped up? And, you know, is, can we say 100% it was I, a I ghost or spirit? Looking no. back on that, I don't like that app, and I... I don't even remember what. But it did seem significant for the situation, though. And I can't even remember what it was. No, I can't remember the app, and I can't remember what word showed up. Just a word popped up that seemed relevant for what we were asking or saying. Yes. And so that kind of like was like, whoa. But can we say it was a spirit talking? No, we can't say that. Just it was interesting. Yeah. So that's one of the things we do on investigations when we're trying to talk to spirits, and we think we might have gotten some evidence. 
we're going to try to recreate it the best we can and, and see if we can't. If we can recreate it, chances are it's probably not paranormal. A lot um, of times I think everyone's full of shit whenever I hear about something. I'm like, <laughs> you're full of shit. Prove it. And then when I go there, I'd like to like debunk everything. Like, ah, oh, I told you you're full of shit. Yeah, we, we try to test it out ourselves and, and, and make sure that we believe it is actually paranormal and not some other circumstances that's causing the activity at the time. Well, I know a good, a good, uh, such, um, good example of that was the first investigation the three of us went on was at the formerly known as Family Tree Restaurant. And me and Dale were in the main dining area, and then Tim or Baker, you and some of the other people were in the back banquet room, or private room, and we had opened one of the doors into the kitchen and made a weird, like loud squeaking noise. And you now obviously we pushed through the door, so we heard the squeaking noise. We didn't think much about it. And then you came around, Beaker, and came around and was like, Did you guys hear that? We were like, No, we didn't hear anything. It sounded like some scream or something. And I was like, Oh, it's probably that door. And then you pushed it and you said, Yep, that was that was it. <laughs> so it just was a good That's a good memory. I honestly don't remember that. So. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You could have it. totally pulled that out of your ass, and I, well, I'm going with it. <laughs> sounds good. Let's do yeah. it. I like it. Story. I, that's, I, I mean, that's I one thing. I feel like I was there. I feel like that's something I would have said. That's, that's something we've learned from, you know. I mean, we watch the TV shows, and the one that I like, I think this, the most accurate show would be Ghost Hunters. Yeah. With uh, Jason Hawes and, yes. and his crew. I love that original show. Um, just, just hard to watch. First time I ever saw it, it just, I, what I loved about them was the fact that they actually tried to debunk stuff. They didn't just go, right. oh, it's Demon. paranormal. Demon! Right. Ah! Run! <laughs> uh. And then I've, you know, I was trained by people that have, I'm still learning from people that have been in the paranormal for, like I said, 30 plus years, so... Um, I have my friend Jimmy Lynn Darling that's out in California that's, that's been teaching us stuff, and she's been doing this for longer than anybody else I've ever met. So now I, I, I know we just talked about how me and Dale got into the paranormal, and we'll tell more details on another episode about like kind of where we grew up, some of the experiences that mostly Dale had. But Beaker, I'm curious, like you, and maybe you can share with our new listeners, like what got you into the paranormal? Uh, well, it's. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been into scary movies and ghost stories and okay. stuff like that. Like, like I grew up loving those scary stories to tell in the dark books. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I actually loved them so much that I, I recently bought them again. Oh, nice. Uh, what did you think about the movie? I thought the movie was actually pretty good. Uh, it was fun because, like, the second time I went back and watched it, I, I bought it on DVD. And I'm, I'm watching the stories and I'm, like, going and finding them in the book okay. and seeing how they compare. And... And I have to tell you, the movie is pretty tame compared to the books. The books are oh. gruesome. Yeah. Like the very the story about Harold <laughs> and the in the the first one where the kid turns into the the scarecrow and the, oh, the cornfield. Yeah. Oh, that is way more gruesome in the book. It's it's way it's way. I worse. know. I forgot a lot of those. Yeah. It, but it, watching that movie brought back a lot of memories. But yeah, I grew up like I. I Realize now as an adult, the paranormal has always been around me. Okay. Um, I grew up with uh, a spirit in my house, and I didn't know it at the time. But my oh. my aunt, who passed away when she was seven, has been with my dad ever since she passed away. And so I grew up with a spirit in my house, not knowing it. But oh. I remember, like, when I was younger, walking home from friends' houses, sometimes I always felt like... I thought it would just be me, me being paranoid, but now when I look back on it, it's possible that I actually did feel presences of other people, because I always felt like... There was people watching yeah, there, uh-huh. near me, and I I can do that now. Like um, I know that myself and 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 Dell here have kind of opened up our gifts a little bit. We're both uh, energy workers, and we're both sensitives, so we can we don't we're not mediums. We don't see or hear spirits, but we can feel their energy, and sometimes we can know what they're thinking or, or what's we can just we just get information about them. We use our intuition. And we, to do some of our investigations, we also use a lot of scientific tools. But what kind of got me into it is I saw Ghost Hunters the first time. Okay. And and I actually was, like, looking them up online at the time. And I was trying to figure out how I could join their team. Because yeah. I, was, I was just fascinated by what they did. I liked, like I said, I liked that they debunked stuff. And when I found out they were in Georgia, I was just like, that was probably not for me. <laughs> so fast forward 10 years later, uh, I'm trying to find uh, something fun to do for my best friend, who is absolutely afraid of clowns, and her birthday is in October, so I wanted to do something Halloween-y fun for her birthday, uh, and 
I literally called like every haunted house here in Utah, uh, in the Salt Lake Valley, and they all said they had clowns. So I'm like, this is out. But I remember <laughs> earlier in that year when I was on a trip to San Diego by myself, someone recommended uh, to kill time to go on a ghost tour. Okay. So I looked it up and found that here in Salt Lake, there was a company called Grim Ghost Tours, which I fully endorse. They're not getting paid to say this. Um, <laughs> but they do offer bus tours, and we went on yeah. one. And they drove us around to some paranormal hotspots in Salt Lake and, and told us a little bit of the, uh, the history of the place. And then at the end of it, they told us, well, we also do paranormal investigations. So if you ever want to do an actual investigation, we'll do that. So I bought tickets, and, and my friend and I, for about six months, were doing these paranormal investigations. And then we finally met uh, the former leader of the team that we all used to be on. And he invited her and I to be part of the team. And that's also when I found out that she is a medium. Oh, interesting. So she's, she's actually, I'd known her for about 10 years at that point and had no clue. What was the tour you took in, in uh, San Diego? I, so I didn't actually take one. Someone okay. recommended one in the, the Old Town in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I took did, that one. I didn't actually do that one. I should have. Yeah. But I didn't actually do it. I, I did other stuff. Went to like the Air and Space Museum and Ripley's Believe It or something okay, like that. Right. But, but yeah, it was just, I remember someone telling me about the ghost tours and I'm like, I wonder if they do that here in Salt Lake. And, and they do. And they still do it. And they're, they're a great group of people. And I'm, I'm thankful that they actually kind of helped me open the door into the paranormal and allowed me to do what I've been doing for the last seven years, which yeah, is help people. Yeah. So rewind back to the... The old town. Yes, let's ghost talk tour. about that. So, so we went on. Me that. and Dill did that, and then by doing that, we found out that the whole tour was just completely out in the open, free range. You're just you, walking around the street. Yeah, and people you're are not just walk, inside watching you on this tour. The only place <laughs> we actually did go inside, like one of the hotels, which you could go into at any time yeah. of the day. It's just it was after hours, and they have they gave us the whole bottom section. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was closed off just for us. To, so that was the only place we actually got into after hours. It wasn't much of an investigation. Like, there was, like, two K2s, and that was it, right? Like you said, it was a tour. Like, they just showed yeah. you around. Like, these are potentially haunted places, and here's the stories behind them. Yeah, that's... Well, we were at the... The Whaley, the Whaley House. House. Whaley House. And you can feel energies off of that house. <laughs> and he actually... The, the, the gentleman that was giving the tour actually said... Um, who wants to try this device? Do you remember what it was? It was like a K2 meter, but it was, it was different. It was like a millimeter, wasn't it? It was. like You hold, you hold on to it, and it, you know, it, it, it did like what K2 d- does, and it just picks up the electromagnetic energy, and it'll, it'll go off. And you're standing outside the, the Whaley house, and it, it randomly goes off. And it's, it is weird how it randomly goes off. But anyway, I was the one that volunteered to hold that. And that's when it really, I think, started sparking interest in us, like, Hey, we can actually just buy these type of equipments and then just start doing it ourselves. Yeah, I think now that now that Beaker is saying that about San Diego tour, that just reminded me that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That might have been one of the kickoffs for us too. Yeah, because I actually wanted to do this like you like you said, Beaker, when watching Ghosts Adventures or the Ghost Hunters. Yeah, that show I watched from the very beginning as well, and that got me really into it. But I just never like wanted to go do it. Because I felt like, because at the time when that show came out, nothing was going on in my life where I was experiencing paranormal anymore. And I felt like, I don't know if I wanted to open that can of worms again. But when that can of worms opened itself, I was like, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, saying that, like, what do you think it was that, would you say, open up that can of worms again? All right, let me rewind. When do you think it stopped? And then what triggered it to start again? At what age? I can pinpoint it was around the age of 13 when it stopped. Okay. <clears throat> it was when our when our grandpa moved in with us. Um, for some reason, things were happening to me on a regular basis. The moment he moved in with us, it stopped. Okay. Weird. All right. Um, and then it started again. I had maybe a small handful of things happen to me um, up until about my first divorce. After that first divorce... I started, I don't know if it was just the stress level, but that's when mm, things started happening again. But, after the divorce. <clears throat> or during that, during it. Okay. During the whole, everything. Um, oh, during the demise of the relationship? Well, no, after it was already, okay, this is over. 
um, ah. split, like, how, like, what we're, I don't know, just, like, the whole, everything, okay. your whole life blowing up. So stay tuned, we're going to talk more about this on another episode. <laughs> well, so, that, that would make sense, too, with, when you're going through, like, a traumatic experience, um, like, like a divorce or that, or a sickness or anything like that, you do become more susceptible to experiencing paranormal activity, because you're, you're not in your right frame of mind, you're, you're kind of, you're... Your body, your senses. Well, I can tell you what was happening. Whack. What was weird? What was uh, going on? And it was happening a lot, like throughout the day, constantly. I'd be at work, and you know how it is working there at Dan, and you're working by yourself on a long production line. You're doing your everyday things, and people kind of walk up and down your area, and you see them. They ask for stuff, or they come check your stuff. <laughs> Anyways, I would be busy doing stuff, and I'd see somebody walking up to me in my peripheral and then I as they get closer I'm finally look over to see who it is nobody there hmm. so it was happening constantly I'm like well I'm like, knock it off Interesting. <laughs> um and then it was soon after that when I got into that relationship with my uh second wife <laughs> <laughs> another episode <laughs> <laughs> um when we were downtown Disney and oh. Uh, outside holding hands, walking down um, in the mall, outdoor mall. And as we're holding hands, I feel something like putting, I almost felt like she was putting her hand up my shirt. And as I'm thinking about it, this is physically impossible. I'm holding her hand, her other hand's on the other side of her body, and she cannot reach all the way behind me. And, you know, so that's, that's impossible. Somebody's pickpocketing my ass. So I reach back and turn around real fast. As I do that, I feel the hand pull away, and it scratches my back as it pulls away. And I turn around. The closest person to me is a lady, maybe 15, 20 feet away. And I'm, like, giving her this weird stank eye, like, what happened? Who are you? And why are you touching yeah. me? And she's like, I, you know, looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Um, so then I tell my ex, I'm like, uh, well future ex <laughs> I, I lift up my shirt and I'm like is there any marks on my back so I felt it like go up my back and she goes yeah there's a scratch like going up your back interesting and that was like okay what's going on I'm, I, it started like bugging me out and and the more I thought about it the more bugged out I was getting by it and then I don't it's gotta be paranormal you know um, so that kind of like sparked more interest into it and I think it wasn't soon after that that we went on that tour. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Spooky stuff. <laughs> I've never heard that story before. I don't think I have. You might have told it. I don't know. You haven't heard that one? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay, I don't think yeah. so. But that's that's interesting. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, and here's another thing. So growing up... Ghost. Growing up and all the experiences I had, I never was like touched where they were like grabbing me as much as I asked for it <laughs> it wasn't until we uh later on that I was investigating where like that scratch well actually no I actually did get touched uh after it stopped when I was like 13 I said the handful of things did happen right one of the things was I was walking out of one of the bedrooms um that in the house that of our parents house which was your old bedroom and that turned into a like a computer room. Uh-huh. Uh, so I remember I was leaving that room, walking out, uh, and my mom was leaving her room, and we were both meeting each other kind of in that landing at the bottom of the stairs. And as I was leaving the room, I felt a finger, like I felt like a finger poke me in the back and nudge me forward. And I remember like as we were walking towards each other, my shoulder doing this, and I was like, "What?" And I asked her, "Did you see that?" And she goes, "Yeah." And I was like, "Something poked me." And she hated hearing anything like that. Right. So she just didn't want to hear it. She just walked away. She's like, huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, huh, weird. But uh, yeah, so that was actually probably was the first time. And then I got that scratch. And then when you and I were at the cemetery, I was getting butt rubs. Yeah, you are getting touched <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> and everyone blamed it on me, even though I was in front of you. My arms aren't that long. And then that one house that we did... Uh, an investigation at a house and there was those that spirit those two spirits those twins the twins I remember and I was 
I did get my arm grabbed, and it was after um, the other uh, person from our old team was saying she was getting her wrist grabbed in that room. And later on in that room, when I went back in there, I started getting my wrist grabbed. And then, um, where else was I getting touched later? I, I know I've been touched more than that. Hmm. I think I've been, I've been, I think, poked once. Have you? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I think it was the second, maybe third investigation I ever did with, uh... Who my, poked you? It was, was Paul. It was, no one poked me, actually. <laughs> um, it was Paul. <laughs> he touched me. He no, um, we were at the Fort Douglas Military Museum. Okay. Uh, in what used to be the Navy room before they remodeled. And it was just, um, my friend Brandy <coughs> and I, or our friend Brandy, she's all of our friends. Yeah, um, go hogging her. Cool, I'm not going to hog her. Her and I, she's the ones that I started doing investigations with. And we were in that room, and I just, I stopped dead in my tracks. Okay. And, and she's like, what? And I go, I'm like, feel my arm. And, and for those that you can see on camera, I was it was kind of like right here on my arm. You felt warm? Yeah, it felt really warm. And I'm like, I felt around it, and it was just, you know, normal temperature, normal temperature, really hot. Huh. Or not really hot, but it was warmer. And I, I had her feel my arm, and she's like, yeah, it feels warm, too. And again, keep in mind, this is before I knew that she... I, I kind of knew, but I wasn't 100% sure, like, that she was a medium. And this might have been this might have been after we joined the team. I don't remember exactly when this happened. I just remember we're in this room, my arm started feeling warm, and what she told me was going on is there was actually an uh, older gentleman spirit there that had grabbed mm. my arm because I looked like uh, his son. I reminded him of his son. Is his son a pirate? Yes. <laughs> Yar. Ar. Um, <laughs> you know, pirate's favorite letter. Right? <laughs> ah, you think it's the R, but really it's the C. <laughs> oh! Uh, so, good one. Good one. So, good one. <laughs> so anyway. Um, For the soundboard. <laughs> I knew you were a pirate. <laughs> um... She, she explained to me that the, he had held grabbed onto my arm, and I actually heard her talking to this guy, and I'm just kind of like, okay. And she's like, you know, explaining to him, like, he's my friend, you have to let him go, he's coming home with me. And uh, the tricky thing is she has this conversation with the spirit, and I can't hear them, I don't know what the hell's going on, I'm just, I'm taking her word for it. And she's like, okay, I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, you're going to let go of his arm. And she's like, okay, and then she says, okay, again, and then she counts to three, and as soon as she hit three... That warm temperature, that warm feeling in my arm went away. But did you feel it go away? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, as soon as she said three, I felt that, that warm temperature. That, and it, it, it's the, the other part was is I could feel like the muscles, like when she told him to let go originally, I could feel like the muscles in my arm like tightening, like he was oh, tightening his grip on my arm. I could feel like the muscles in my arm, everything like getting tighter, like he was squeezing down on it. Yeah. And as soon as she got to three... All that sensation went away. The heat, the the tightness of my arm, everything just went away. Interesting. Uh, and that's probably I, I might have been touched other times by spirits, and I probably just didn't realize it. Um, oh, there was that when I walked that little girl downstairs holding her hand. Oh, that yeah. was that was I do remember that one. Um, we were all investigating a, a paper mill or, or oh, a paper shop or printing a printing yeah, shop. Yeah, printing yeah, shop. yeah. And and we were using Dell. Actually, had three different. Uh, spirit boxes that he used, and we got the same name on all three of them, which is very rare. You're not. Do you gonna, remember the name? Uh, it was like it started with an E. I can't remember what her remember. name was. Um, it was a little girl though, but she said her name across all three different spirit boxes, which is very rare. Like right. Like yeah. if you're hearing the same name across three different devices, chances are that's paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember yeah. looking at you guys, and I'm like, I think I even got, had you guys like fill my yes, hand. I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like fill it. Like there's someone holding my hand. You were sitting in a chair. Yeah. Yes. And I was sitting there, I think I was sitting there, and I had my hand with the, the palm up like this. And, I and the K2 like, was going crazy, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. And I could feel like someone holding my hand. And it was funny, right about that time, I was just like, okay, Brandy's here. I, like, I knew she was on her way, but I, didn't, I hadn't actually seen her yet. And I remember telling you guys, I'm like, oh, yeah, Brandy's here now. And I look out the window, and she had just barely pulled up and parked. Ah. And she came in and actually confirmed that it was a little girl, and, and she... I reminded her of her brother. Brother, yep, I remember. And uh, she wanted to cross over, so I actually held this little girl's hand. And it, I mean, if you had been watching this, I'm, I'm six foot five, three hundred pounds. I'm a big dude. Watching me walk down through a hallway and down some stairs with my hand out, holding 
what to you is going to look like air. Like, I couldn't see her either, right. but I could feel her holding my hand. And I walked her out of the room and walked her downstairs to where she felt safe so we could cross her over. So that's, that's like, the two main yeah. ones that I can remember where I've actually been yeah. touched by a spirit. That's cool. <laughs> oh, shit. I just remembered the most recent one I just had where a little boy spirit ran his fingers up the back of my head and freaked me the hell out. Here at your house, wasn't Here, it? Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he was playing that little, he was playing like a game with me where, because he would always hang out at the top of the, uh, the middle of my stairs anyways, in the landing, and I would always sense his energy up there and like, I'd look over and I'd kind of, kind of see, I don't know, it's hard to explain. See him, but I don't see him. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> well, anyways, this time when I felt his energy and knew he was there and I look over, he wasn't up there. He was at the bottom of the stairs, but the way his energy worked was it was like shooting up the stairs. Like he would run away. The moment I looked over, he would run up. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with this kid? Anyways, um, I took a picture and I sent it to Brandy. I'm like, hey, is my buddy in here? She's like, yeah, he's, he's right there. And I told her what I'm seeing him do. And she's like, oh, he's probably like playing a game with you. And I'm like, that's kind of what I was figuring. Uh-huh. And as Ket uh, kind of did it a few more times, and I'm starting to watch the show, and I'm getting into the show, I'm not looking at if I could feel his energy presence. You're not playing so I'm not, anymore. Yeah, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. Well, then he's like trying to get my attention. And like as I'm watching the show, I feel these little fingers go up the back of my head. I was like, ah! <laughs> was yeah. not expecting that. And I kind of snapped at him. And since then, his presence hasn't What'd been you say? around. I was like, Look the f-. I was just like, don't do that. Like, don't you do <laughs> right, that. Because like, yeah. I was kind of like... freaky, yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> freaky, scary, running out of the house scary. I was laughing at myself that I got that spooked. But it was just like startling. It was very, very startling. I <laughs> And I was laughing at myself. I knew exactly what it was. And it wasn't like, I'm going to run out of my house, I'm scared, but I was just laughing. And, yeah, sorry, and, right. And I'm just like, hey, don't do that shit. It's scary. And I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. See, I love it when people make fun of me. When they like, and I don't know if this happens to you too, but when like someone thinks they're being funny and they hide around the corner and they jump out and scare you. Yeah. Uh, just in everyday life, not even on an investigation. And you get scared because and, and, you're not expecting it. Right. right. And they're like, oh, and you're a ghost hunter, and you got scared by that? And my response always is like... A startle's well, a startle. I'm like, <laughs> well, when I'm on an investigation, I'm expecting something to happen. I want it to happen. When I'm going to the locker room at work, I'm not expecting anything to jump out and scare right, right. me. Like, Well, like that, that's also not how ghost hunting works. Ghosts <laughs> don't hide around corners, and as soon as you come around, they go, ah, I got you, bitch. <laughs> scared? Scared now? <laughs> ghost hunt much? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> well, my my uh, my touching is not is is not as as fun. We I was investigating a oh, oh, oh. the voodoo doll where the spirit touched. You. Okay, <laughs> so we were investigating a chiropractor's office, and they just kind of I don't know they just had some weird things go on. I don't know I didn't feel like a lot of things there, but we were we we're in one section kind of like where they do X rays. And they said, you know, let's go to the front because I guess some of the, the girls that work at the front kind of have, have more experiences towards the front by the lobby. So we said, okay, let's go. And uh, our friend Deanne was kind of next to me. And I felt someone kind of poke and nudge my side, like, to go towards the lobby. But then I was like, but, the, but then as I'm walking, I'm like, wait a minute, our distance is kind of a little off. Like, and I don't think Deanne would, would poke me. So I looked back at her and I said, did you just poke me? And she said, No. And um, and then she just had a, what was it, a ghost meter? Actually, a ghost meter just was asking questions. Because right when that happened, it lit up, too, when I got poked. And so she was asking questions, like, did you poke him? And, you know, the ghost meter went off, like, yes, I did. But, again, you know, I, you can't say 100% that a ghost is admitting to poking me. But, yeah, just like kind of just like a little poke, like, yeah, go go in that room. So... We're probably going to be throwing out a lot of different names for like devices and apps and stuff yeah, that we, we use. Yeah, we have to talk about and, uh, that. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll fill everybody in on, on what the stuff is. Look behind you. Sir, there's some devices oh. right at your I was feet. Gonna, I, so, I was uh, going to ask you to go maybe go grab them. I knew so the ghost meter is I actually... Mean, that's another thing it, I do. For I get those of you that are head. watching on the, the, the video here, this is what we call a ghost meter. I think that's the pro version. Yes. 
That's like, all I do is pro shit. The, there, there is the regular ghost meter and there's the ghost meter pro. The ghost meter, what it does is it's just another, it's an EMF detector, kind of like the K2 meter, which is this one here. Um, what they do is they detect EMF, and anything can put off EMF from your cell phone to your microwave, your fridge, just EMF? appliances. EMF is electromagnetic field. Yes. And like I said, anything can set it off. Like like your cell phone is one of the main things. So if you're like sending or receiving a text, you're on the on the internet. It's gonna like, set it, it off. It can set it off. So normally when we're on an investigation, we're gonna either put our phones on airplane mode or turn them off, uh, just so we don't contaminate the evidence with the EMF meters. So the Ghost Meter Pro, though, does have a, a feature on it where you can set it to uh, dialogue mode, basically. And you can ask it uh, yes or no questions, and it will move the needle. And you usually have it. There's a there's a little needle on the Ghost Meter Pro, and um, sure, that's easy. what will sense the EMF. But when you're on dialogue mode, you can actually have the spirit move the needle like once, one time for yes, like move it all the way back in, uh, to one end and back for yes, and do it twice for no. And we've actually got a really good evidence and had good conversations with both these devices. I know on a, on a residential that Dell and I did recently, was actually able to find a, uh, a spirit that was in uh, the closet in the upstairs oh, yeah. using the K2 meter. And then I had taken video and pictures and showed it to two different mediums that we work with, and they both confirmed that there was a spirit in the closet. And it's it's just it goes to show I that like these devices the can't work. I like having the K2 because like I feel like I could I can feel and get drawn to where it is. But then having the K2 visualize it, it's yeah. awesome. Well, I have another EMF meter that I use. I can't remember the name of it, but it it, um, it has a backlit screen. It has thermometer on it, so you can just see temperature differences and all that, too. And I've actually got it to, like, if it has enough EMF, it will light up and beep as well. And cool. I've actually had conversations using that, that EMF meter oh, as well. Yeah. Like, EMF uh, readers like the K2... And the Ghost Meter Pro and other uh, others like the Trifill Meter is another EMF detector. Those are probably a ghost hunter's best friend and probably the the, the go to tool I would say. But the K two wasn't even made for that, right? Isn't a K two no. like a tool that like home inspectors yeah, use or it things was like for that? Home yep. inspector finding uh, too high of EMFs in the house. Yeah, because it's not good for you, right? Like if you've got like yeah. high energy pumping through the walls from a light, a bad electrical outlet, you know, that's not good for you. Yeah, um, we found that with a uh, residential that the three of us had did recently. Uh, there was one room that I was drawn to because I felt a lot of energy uh, from down it. the basement, and uh, we were able to determine with the K two that. It was the electrical panels. It was their storage room that was just it properly. It wasn't properly, um, I guess, sealed off from EMF. Uh, it wasn't. I don't know the right word. Yeah, yeah. We're not electricians. We're not electricians. It insulated. wasn't insulated properly. Yeah. I guess would be the right word. I Maybe. did some. I did a little but, maintenance work. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't properly insulated for EMF. So that whole room was just ambient EMF. Yeah. And and the theory is is with that EMF is that well spirits are being. Uh, they're energy beings, right? Yes. Which is why we have energy in the, our name of our team. Yes. Is so they they can feed off this EMF, these 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 energies, and that's what gives them uh, strength. That's what the theory is. is it they gives can them feed strength, off our energy, and they can feed off ener our energy. They can yeah. feed off like you know the one of the best times or one of the most fun times to investigate is during like a lightning storm, uh, because you got all of that charge charge coming yeah. from the lightning and the the storm. And we've gotten, I've been on investigations where it's been stormy outside and we've got like a lot of good activity. Huh. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the theory is that they use this EMF to communicate with us. That's how they get the, the energy to poke us or grab our arms or uh, leave us EVPs or whatever activity that they're trying to do at the time. What do you guys think about the tool? A lot of people use the, the flashlight method. I don't like it. I don't like you. If you guys don't know what it is, is, is you basically take one of those little pocket flashlights, you unscrew. You usually want the to use back. a mag light. Yeah, like a mag light. Mag the best. It has to be the screw top one. Yeah, you, you screw, you unscrew it so it's barely touching the battery, and supposedly they can trigger it to where they can make it light up to answer questions. I'm not a big I've fan of it. I've seen it. What do you think, Beaker? I have had it work for me a handful of times. Uh, more often than not, it's just, uh, it can be just. Explained away using, uh, I believe it's thermal dynamics or whatever the term is. Uh, we used to work with uh, one of the investigators on the other team was an electrician by trade. Oh. Or uh, a, he was an engineer, sorry, engineer. Um, but he explained this whole thing to me. So when you're putting it on the, uh, just barely between on and off, um, 
So you can tell the spirits to like turn it on to answer yes or no. And I yeah. usually, I have two mag lights that I use. And I use one for yes and one for no. So it's like, turn this one off, it's yes. Turn it on this on if it's no. And I've had it to where I've had it respond like instantaneously where I, you know, ask it a question, turns on. I'm like, okay, thank you. Can you turn it off? And it turns off. And I've had this go on and, and had detailed conversations that I've had actually confirmed by some of the mediums that we work with. Uh-huh. Uh, so it can work. But right. more often than not, what is happening is, is you get it to the point where, like, say you have it on too long and it starts to heat up, well, the metal will contract. And it could cause it to turn just enough that it needs uh-huh. to turn on or turn off. And then as that metal cools down, it starts to... Uh, so it's just constantly so it's ex- be on it, Constantly off. expanding and contracting. Yeah. So as it's expanding and contracting, it will constantly turn itself on and off. So if you set up your, your flashlights and it's doing that right off the bat, it's just turning itself on uh-huh. and on. It will like stay on for a little bit and then turn itself off. Uh, chances are that's what's going on. But if you set up the flashlights and, and they're off and you have it sitting there for like a good 10, 15 minutes in the off position and then they start responding to your questions, more than likely you're talking to a spirit. Yeah, I agree. Because I think spirits so, could operate that flashlight and can manipulate it i do think they can do that but i think you know unless you're like precise with it i think it's just gonna be really hard to do yeah it was really hard i think just most likely it's just it's just a yeah like you were saying and i don't know how to explain that again but just it's connecting disconnecting reconnecting that constant contraction and expanding that's it's turning itself on and off and i believe i believe it was thermal dynamics or whatever the, the term is but it's it's if, if you get it too hot, like it stays on, it gets too hot, it starts to expand, and it turns itself off, and then as it's cool, cooling down, it contracts, and it turns itself in the other direction, and turns itself back on. And it's just a, a repeated process that keeps going with that, like I said, expanding and contracting, turning itself on and off. So more often than not, that's what's happening. Uh, yeah. I'd say probably maybe 10% of the time I've done a flashlight session, it's been actual paranormal. That's Have a 90% guys, of the time, it's just turning so, itself on and off. So that being the case, uh, that would need to be uh, a spirit using its energy to push that in order to get it to turn off and on. Right. So have you guys ever seen a spirit move anything? Heard, but not seen. I, yeah, I don't think I That's have. So the, one of the craziest things I've, I didn't actually physically see this, but this is at the, the restaurant that we used to investigate, the Family Tree Restaurant, uh... They've, they've recently closed down. They, they sold uh, to someone else, which is unfortunate. It was a fun place to investigate. But I was there one night after work with a, a bunch of other people. And they had like four or five like long booths with you know oh, the wow. tables. And as we're doing our investigation, we noticed every single table is pulled to the left. They're all pulled to the left. And every single booth, the table is against the benches on the left. And we're like, well, that's weird. So we go and reposition everything, all the tables, and put them all back in the center, the way they were. We go back to investigating. About five minutes later, we turn around, and they are all pulled to the left again. Oh, interesting. These are big tables. Like, if wow. you, like, That's cool. I mean, you would have to physically lift these up and move them to not hear them scraping against the floor. Yeah. We didn't hear anything. Interesting. Like I said, we didn't physically see it, but we did go, like I said, we repositioned these tables and put yeah. them back where they were supposed to be. Right. And I kid you not, five minutes later, they had a whole, all five of them had shifted all the way to the left again. That's interesting. It's almost uh, poltergeist, right? Like, yeah. He, when things are moving like that. So I've seen at a friend's house something hanging on the wall, and we weren't even there for an investigation or anything. It was just. Uh, we were out drinking that night, and then we were back at his house, and we were just hanging out, doing nothing. There, it was like a, some kind of a calendar or day plan or something hanging on the wall, and all of a sudden we hear this noise. We look over, and it's, say it's hanging here. It's like two feet away, like hitting stuff over here and then hitting the ground. Oh. It's like, like something what? like knocked it off the yeah, wall? Yeah, like it flew sideways and then dropped. Oh, Interesting. And we all looked over and nothing's around it. I mean, somebody was somewhat close to it, but not close enough to do it. And then as we look over, they're not be over there making a note, you know. Yeah. So you knew it wasn't them doing it. But yeah, it was pretty huh. wild. Um, what else? I remember, so we grew up with waterbeds. 
Yes. I would have, like, things would sit down on my bed, and it would, like, plop down on the bed. I've had something like that happen, too. Like, I've, I've had one day where I woke up because I felt someone hitting my bed, or, like, jump, it felt like uh, someone jumping on my bed. I've had another time where I've actually heard spirits, or I'm, like, sleeping, and I just hear this little girl's voice, and I know who it was. It was my aunt. Mm-hmm. But I hear, this, this is not how you want to wake up. <laughs> you're, like, you're in that kind of... You know, half awake, half asleep mode because you're just barely waking up, but you're not ready to actually get up yet. And then you just hear this little girl's voice go, hi, in your ear. Yeah. Wow. I was up and out of the room. <laughs> I was just like, nope. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's that, a, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a hay. Uh, what was it? Another, I can't remember. But yeah, I've had that. Yeah. Right in your face. Like, it's weird. Ooh. And it sounds like they're right there, too. Have you had any experiences like that? I haven't. And I don't know. Like, I'm on the fence if I even want that. Like, I, I yes, I want it for the evidence and for the story. But also, it's like, no, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So have either one of you seen, like, I know we just talked about how we've kind of heard spirits. Like, I talked about my, with the high in the ear. I've heard, I've heard other stuff, too. But have you physically seen, like, a full body apparition? Yeah. Um... Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, I saw... Well, so I saw my grandpa. Um, but the way I saw him was like... He was... Imagine a shadow. In a three-dimensional shadow. You could see through it, though. Like a shadow person. Man. Yeah, like almost like a shadow person. But not like pitch black. So transparent. But almost like oh. watching um, like a snowy... The snowy Channel 3 just... <clears throat> all staticky, yeah, but more dark, like a darker staticky like that and transparent. And he was like sitting next to me. <clears throat> he turned and like we saw each other. Like when I turned and saw him, he turned and looked at me. I instantly knew it was him. And then like within, I didn't even blink my eyes, and he was just gone. It was oh, just wow. like instantly gone. And I remember I booked it downstairs. You were in our parents' room with our parents, and I just was like, I just seen him and. Telling you guys what I saw, and you're all like, crazy ass kid, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing Oh, it. oh, so I did, and I saw an old lady um, peeking in my room. She, it wasn't like her full body, but it was just like her hands and her head peeking in my room, like Ooh, hands on the door frame, head inside, looking at me. And I've seen some, seen shadow people, seen a few shadow people. I've seen. A person walking on the freeway, and when I came around the like, it wasn't even a corner; it was just like a curve, and it looked like he was walking in the left shoulder, and, um, and he was like walking to where and where I was kind of driving. He disappeared around that little curve, and I remember going, and I said it out loud. It sucks for him, because he's it's cold. It was a cold, really cold morning, and. I remember it just looked like he was just like all in blue, just walking. And then when I kind of made around that curve, uh, there was no car there. There was no person there. The wall was tall, so there was no like cut in the wall where somebody could have been walking and then like kind of ran behind like a break in the wall or jump hopped over a median because it was really tall right there. Oh. So I remember I saw, and that was when I saw that, and when I saw a couple of the shadow people. That was during that whole, that first divorce. Like that's when I was like starting things were like happening again. But um, now I feel like I'm seeing things in my head though. It's like when I see the spirits, I'm not seeing a full body apparition like I used to see with my eyes. It's like I feel their energy there, but when I I like get a vision of what they look like in my head, uh-huh. and. But I'm not seeing it with my eyes, so I'm not. I haven't seen a full body apparition in a long time. Neither have I. I've seen two like full, full on apparitions. We oh, have, um, and I've seen a couple of just like shadow p- figures. They're, they're they've been actual like people that I've seen. Like the one there was one that was kind of the shadowy guy. I was sitting in my car when I got home from work, and I get home around eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty, because I work later, and. I just happened to look in the rearview mirror and I see what looked like someone ducking down behind my brother's truck. Oh. And so I kind of went out to investigate. <laughs> there's, there's nobody there. 
So I'm like, okay, and I went inside. There was another time where that's I'm, what's funny because that's what the shadow people do when you when you notice them, they duck. Yeah, huh. the, and I think it might have been the same spirit. The second time I saw him, I saw someone walking through like by the my front yard, like the sidewalk in my front yard, and it looked like they were getting ready to cross the street. And I was waiting for them to come out from the other side of my brother's truck, and no one ever came out. Like I literally mm. saw them walk behind his truck, and then they were just gone. Interesting. Um, those are the like the shadowy ones. I've actually seen two like full color like like I was looking at like you guys like it was it looked like an actual person was there. The one of them was it, the second one was after I started investigating. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I go upstairs to get a, a glass of water, and this is the last thing you want to see at three o'clock in the morning. There's a little <laughs> girl standing in the kitchen Whoa. watching you. Again, I know who it is. It was okay. my aunt. Okay, but I saw her. Um, standing there, I mean, it was a little girl, she was wearing a white dress, you know, I, she had, like, shoulder-length brown hair, and she was just standing there watching me, and I've actually asked Brandy about it, and she's like, uh, you know, because she can see and talk to her, uh-huh. she knows she's there, and uh, she she said that she just wanted me to see her, so I knew that my dad wasn't crazy, because my dad tells me all sorts okay, of stories okay. about stuff, and my dad's got some very fascinating stories, which oh, I, I may or may not get onto on, the, on one of these episodes, but my dad has a, a, a lot of awesome stories uh the one comes to the paranormal and, and one of my favorites is when he was a kid he was like three years old this is after his sister died she was older um the, you know my dad's he's in his 70s now but when he's younger they had those the roller skates that you they had the keys you put on the bottom of your shoe and they had the keys that okay. locked him in so i guess he oh was, i remember those things right. so i guess he was using a pair of those when he was like three or four and one of his aunts or somebody said to him uh, be careful so you don't hurt yourself. And he says, no, 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 it's okay. Iva Jane's here with me. She was the one that had passed right, away. Right. So, and he'd probably get mad if you knew I was sharing the story, but um, I think it's a cool story. Yeah. So, like I said, she's been with my dad ever since she passed away. She's been kind of his, like, guardian angel. But the first one I saw, and I didn't realize at the time, it was, it, this kind of tripped me out because it was when I worked at my last job, when I worked at a warehouse uh, that does shipping a product of the backcountry outdoor type stuff. Um, <laughs> backcountry.com. Um, I was a forklift driver and I did some problem solving as well. And I was sitting at my computer desk. Okay. And I, you know, reach, turn over to grab, you know, one of the, the problems that I'm working on. I see someone standing next to my forklift. And I remember he's got the blue jeans. He's got a, a blue t-shirt. He's got a red cap on. He had, you know, about ear length, like chin length, like dark brown hair. Okay. Like, I remember this dude fully. Like, but I didn't know who he was. I'm like, there's some random dude that's not on my crew standing next to my forklift. So I got up and I went to walk around this pile of boxes that I was working on. And within a matter of seconds, that's all it took me to walk around these boxes. He was gone. Nor did he find I started walking up and down all of the different aisles that we use for the forklifts. And like, I couldn't find him. So that was another one. I happened to be driving past it with Brandy, and I'm like, hey, is there a guy there wearing this kind of clothes? And she's like, yeah. Is there any stories of that place that you know of? The- so what I think this particular spirit was is there was a coworker I had. He was a really cool guy. Um, he had diabetes, I believe it was, and I believe he went into shock or something oh. and ended up passing away because of this. Uh, or He had some sort of illness. And... Uh, Got real spooky here. Um, we're just setting the mood. Um, yeah, but he ended up passing away, and and when I look back on this description, he this this looked like that guy. Okay. And I know how much the guy loved working. He loved that place. Interesting. Like I, I know he had a he had a rough time in his life, and working there at Backcountry with all of us kind of started bringing some of that positive back into his life. I know how much he loved that place. So to me, it made sense that if that was him, that he would be there. I mean, it looked exactly like the guy, from what I could tell. Interesting. That's cool. So I, I haven't seen any uh, full-body apparitions. I've just seen... Well, I've seen tons of orbs, but I've actually seen two that significant orbs. Um, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of orbs. I, don't, I think most... Or, I'd say 99.9% of orbs are just dust particles or... Water or, molecules. Yeah, water molecules. Just, you know, bugs. Bugs. Bugs, all sorts of stuff. But these, uh, the two that Demons. I saw, <laughs> were were pretty. I don't know if I want to say they they moved intelligently, but they they had a pattern to the movement. 
Um, so one was in a bedroom. We were investigating a house, and it was I was in a bedroom. And I asked a question, and we had the door closed. It was kind of dark in the room. And um, so it was pretty dark, and I just saw, like, a little light above the bed. And I looked down. It was, like, a bluish-greenish light. And it kind of hovered over the bed and went across the length of the bed and then went up into the ceiling and then vanished. Uh, I actually caught some of that on, on video. And probably we're actually going to set up our social media. I'll probably sh- I gotta find that video and maybe I'll share it on our social media. Um, and it vanished. And then I had, uh, I think I actually had Brandy look at it. She said, yeah, that's... We're probably going to mention person. her name quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to name drop. <laughs> One thing I've noticed like with orbs, if I've had people send me videos that they've had with their, their like ring doorbells and they're like, oh, check oh, out this yeah. orb. Oh. And I respond back to them because I can sometimes feel, not all the times, but for the most part, I can feel energy in videos and pictures. Yeah. Um, I can't always pinpoint exactly where it's at, but I can tell it's there. And I had someone actually sent me a video and I looked at it and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't believe this is a spirit. I think it's just dust or a bug or something else. And they got all defensive and like kind of <laughs> no, attacked it's me. And it's just like, I just, <laughs> I, I hope. You guess, well, no, it's not, it's a right? ghost. Well, this is all through email, but still. It's just, uh. But it's just like, one thing I do ask is if, if you do send us evidence and we give you our honest opinion. I'm going to say you're full of shit every time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we're just going to give you our honest opinion. Um, and, and we could be wrong. And we could be right. We, it's just our opinion. And we, we ask that when you do share your evidence with us uh, and we give you your opinion, please, please don't be offended. Um, right. Just because we're not, we're not trying to be rude. We're not trying to say you're crazy or anything like that. We no, just, there's sometimes, too, where you could see in the video. I'll get those videos, too. And they're like, what do you think this is? And you're seeing this, like, light anomaly, right? And it's kind of looking like it's bouncing around and stuff. Uh-huh. And then you notice it's moving in sync kind of with the camera or with something else that's moving, yeah, causing a reflection. Flare. And it's kind of doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And then I'll point it out. And then they're just kind of like, well, uh, what about? Uh, and they're like, no, it's, it's not. That, that's why we <laughs> like to come. Like, if you're having issues at your house, we'll, we'll come to your house and, and do a proper investigation. Because there could be things in a video that, you know, could be paranormal that we're not seeing or could not be paranormal. doesn't mean there's not something going on in your house. Um, video can only show us so much. Pictures can only show us so much. Yeah. So we actually have to, it's best to physically be in the location so we can do a proper investigation and determine what we're dealing with and the best course of action to help you either remove the spirit or cope with it or, or whatever needs to be done. I wish like video, like our phones that are just so accessible now, was a thing back when I was having everything happen to me as a kid. Do you think you would have remembered to grab it, though? Oh, some of the things that were happening, I definitely had time to grab a phone. Have you ever recording. watched those ghost hit videos on TikTok? Everybody's got time to pull their phone yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and catch uh, ghost video. So, I don't know, mine would look like, because I would, back then, I, was, I would get like a, my spider senses would go off, and I knew <laughs> some shit was going to happen. And, uh... So as soon as I would get that electrical charge and I would almost hear, you could almost like hear the electricity in the air, I, that's when I'd pull my, I would have pulled my phone out right then and there and just start recording. All right, you creepy fucks, where you at? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, anything else? That's about in the first episode? Covered a lot. Was it, how long are we? Uh, we're about an hour in almost. Okay. I'd say right about good. an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. a good episode. This is a good first episode, I think. And we're, we're working on things. We're working on lighting still. So if you're watching uh, the video, you can see the lights are kind of going in and out. But we're, work, we're working on that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we have other audio equipment on the way, too. Like It's actually it arrived while I was at work. And I came straight from work to the recording studio. So I didn't have a time to actually get it and bring it here. So the sound quality might get better. It might get worse. I don't know. We're... we're I, I mean, think every episode is going to get, get better. It's going to get better. <laughs> uh, just we're not new to podcasting. I've been on a, another show about the paranormal for the last five, six years. I know you guys uh, have done the Buko Boys podcast, and you've had you actually had two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like this setup podcast. is set up for two people, so there's three of us sharing two microphones. So we've actually got a, another setup that we're working on. Unfortunately, like. The stuff got delayed. It was supposed to have been here yesterday. Oh, man. And it got delayed due to a snowstorm, a snowstorm in Vegas. So 
the next time we record, we'll have all the other stuff that yes. I, I've purchased for the, the podcast. It'll keep, it'll keep getting better. We're, we're getting our things put together, like I said, with our social media, email. We're getting everything set up so you guys can contact us and stay connected to us, too. So that's all in the works as well. Well, I think that's going to be an episode then. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we uh, hope to catch you next time. Smell y'all later. Peace out, butterflies. Yeah, I'm not losing that one. (laughs) Ha 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 ha